What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, special guest, Serena Sanchez, Magic Gal Media, and her lovely indie comic book that is now out on Indiegogo. I believe the campaign is up for four more days, correct? Yes. Yes. So please, if you would, let us know the title of this book and basically what drew your inspiration of building this up and doing this comic on your own? Uh, yes, I am. My name is Serena Sanchez. I go by Miss Serena Online. I am the writer and creator of a book called Black Rhapsody. Of <laughs> Black Rhapsody, it's a horror cult thriller about magical singers imbued with the power of the goddesses of old, fighting a evil goddess turned uh, pop star for the fate of the world. Definitely. So, uh, right, what is it? When you started the Indiegogo campaign, uh, generally, uh, I believe the what you, you put it up there for for about a month. It's now reaching the end of this campaign. Do you feel like the campaign has definitely had its peaks and valleys, but it was definitely worth it in the end? Yes, I was surprisingly enough. This is my first campaign. Really? And yes, I was able to get funded within less than a week of launching. Hmm, less than a week. So. So would you possibly say that it was your genius way uh, level of marketing or would you say that you just had you just had a lucky streak? A little bit of both. I marketed Black Raps really heavily on social media, specifically Twitter. If you might have, you probably might have seen my tweets go around. I did. <laughs> so so as far as like uh before the campaign started how how long would you say that you you marketed black rhapsody before it was actually like put out there to the public like nine months, nine like months. Nine months. so you you were pretty much like giving everybody sneak peeks before you actually like dropped this thing so pretty much people were ready for it and my sign-up list from my, my mailing list came up to 709 signups mm. for a first-time campaign. Man, yeah, no, nah, you yeah, I, I believe you was doing the right thing. So to, to dive into the story, uh, we have a we have a young lady by the name of Alethea um, that is the the lead of this band. Now, if you could if you could talk about Alethea for a second, like what basically drew her as being the lead character of this of this group? Uh, what made out of the lead character is that I always wanted to write like a goth character with an attitude, but I wanted to put her in like a unique situation. Have you ever heard of the combo called um, Hack Slash? I have heard of that, yes. Yes, Elodia. I, I like the character Cassie Hack, and I wanted to my own personal take on her. This was when like I was reading a comic book in high school. And I just love the character, mm-hmm. how she was just no nonsense, as well as a fight back against one of the most gruesome of killers. Mm. So has it has it always been pretty much been in your mind to basically do a horror comic? Like when your first one going out for it to be a horror comic, for it to have goth aspects, was this always going to be the goal to put this out as the first one? Like it was definitely going to be this? Yes, originally Black Rhapsody kind of started as like a cringy teenage fanfic that thank God is gone now. The, uh, the internet that I posted, I mean, the website that I posted on is like been re- renovated. Wow. So, yeah, I, I'm glad it's gone. It was just bad. <laughs> but I took the characters from that fanfic and repurposed them. With Al Dio, she was largely the same, it's just that she had much 
like her, for, her focus was more on musical aspect mm-hmm. rather than just a generic like goth girl character right so w- would you generally say that uh pretty much as far as the aspects of Alethea and what her personality dives into being a goth kid someone who generally likes music and yeah she you know has all this influence would you say that like that describes you in a sense does Alethea describe you um some aspect of my personality but she's largely very different mm. like she's basically a, a foul-mouthed teenage girl who is will talk back against a goddess mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what leads to the events of the story her getting her putting heads with the main antagonist and it not ending well for her. Wow. And now now who is this main antagonist? The main antagonist is Dulcie Bella. She is the evil goddess from Pop Star in the world of Black Rhapsody. She basically is the top earning one of the top earning and popular um pop singers in in the world. She's she's contracted under a, a record label called Nebula Tune Records, which is uh let's say not so nice label as you find out throughout the story i based her get this mm-hmm. i kind of based her on beyonce knows that you based her on beyonce knows <laughs> <laughs> you based dulce bella off of beyonce knows like <laughs> why did, why would the two compare I mean, beyond, you, know, you can make the argument that Beyonce may not be human, but that's here, neither here or there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just thought that was interesting. Have like an illusion, a character that's basically an illusion to Beyonce in uh-huh. my book. Right, right, you're right. Almost a, in the compare. Now, now, if she's Beyonce, who's the record label? Uh, the record label called Nebula Tune Records. Yeah, they work. They kind of work with her but you end up learning that they're not uh exactly a um holy uh or you know good uh group they're cult oh so like basically it's a it's a cult disguised as a record label kind of yeah that makes a lot of sense <laughs> you know straight up so so in a sense if it, I'm, I'm 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 of that age where i remember um I remember Jim and the Holograms being like, you know, like a, a totality show based on a a a band, of course, that uh, all more more so than not described themselves as superheroes. So like, you know, and there would be these performances in the end, in the beginning of the cartoon for the theme song, and there would be that performance at the end. Now, why basically provide that type of like uh, contrast where Alethea is pretty much like Jim and she has this band and there's all this influence between it. Like why the musical aspect? Why did that like become the thing that made this book turn on its, uh, turn on its page? Um, when I, during the early concepts of Black Rhapsody, I wanted my own theme for like a dark magical girl story. You know how like Stella Moon has like the planetary theme. Tokyo Mimi has the environmentalist animal theme. And um, Magical During Me had like the witch theme to it. So I wanted my own personal theme. So I chose music, but I didn't want to go the stereotypical cutesy island music route. 
I want to diversify the characters with different genres. The main character, Alethea, she is based on the goth genre Ethereal Wave. Okay. If it's hard for me to explain Ethereal Wave, but if you were to listen to, you were to look up Cocktoo Twins, mm. they're, they're, the pioneer, they're the pioneers. Okay. Of that genre. It sounds very ghostly. Really? Yeah. Which kind of matches the character, given the fact that I base her um, magical girl persona mm-hmm. on the Greek goddess of witches and ghosts, Hecate. Mm. So each of the characters are named after a specific goddess. Okay, I got it now. And now, what basically brought on the fact that you you've des- uh, you've actually described this as Lovecraftian? Now, did you take aspects from maybe H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's works and incorporated them into this book? Or better yet, like, uh, was it somewhere deep inside of the, uh, the plot itself that was Lovecraftian in itself? I took aspects of his lore, such as the different gods, and I do reference them. They're the, back, they're the antagonists. I do reference some of them in like certain singers. For example, I base Dulcie Bella off of a god by the name, a god that's essentially the cousin of Neurolethopet. I mm-hmm. forgot what her name was. So, like, a, oh, I forgot the name, but yeah. No, no, no. I, I, was, I was basically saying so um, when we're talking about. I guess, uh, popular culture having uh, a lot of influence. There's a lot of mind manipulation. So um, when, when we're talking about these, these heavy popular, uh, popular figures, whether it's, whether it's a music or generally what have it, of course, there's going to be a boatload of influence, the, regardless of what they're, they're known for. So you have this character, Dulcie Bella, who of course is like top echelon pop star, but yet, you know, her control through her music and what she what she's doing to the people as a whole tends to have a grasp on everybody. Now, is it is it more so in the fact that I guess Alethea is going to try to outdo her and kind of like get the top spot, or is it is it that she's just going out there to defeat her? Uh, I think it's more that she and other magical girls that she uh, meets along the the way are. Or trying to defeat her, but find that it's not very easy. Mm-hmm. Because keep in mind they're based off of different genres and have different, like, you know, different genres appeal to different people. And they have to kind of find their their own fandom. Like their abilities are powered by their fandom, the power of belief. Mm-hmm. And some oh. of them do Oh no, no, no. Go go ahead. I would say some of them do struggle with that because they're different genres and different gods. Oh, okay. So, like, basically, even though there's not only just the two genres of music that are uh, based on through Althea and uh, Dulce Bella, there's multiple out there, and each of those genres describes at least one god or goddess. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, pretty much... How when you first basically started writing this book, like how much of the book uh, would you say that you detailed in writing? Before, like, is there a cutoff here? 
and then you're like looking to basically like push into issue two of this or it was like yo i i got this all the way to like issue six and i'm just gonna piece this up piece by piece until we get there um yeah i have one long script that had to come into three parts so the second and third part already, I'm currently working on the fourth and fifth. I plan on making this an ongoing series. Mm. Now, I, I, from what I understand, I mean, I, I looked at a lot of the artwork and the artwork is amazing. Um, now, it's it's pretty much like a, a manga style, if I'm if, if I'm am I correct? Yes, manga, anime manga is a huge influence on me. Really? As I mentioned in and digging some of my um, promo tweets. Like, I heavily emphasize with Doka Magica meets Preserve. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the comic in itself, when it lands in people's hands, is it in a traditional manga form, or is it just uh, pretty much an American comic book form? It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a manga in the traditional Western style, meaning that it's gonna be read in the Western style from, like, left to right. Okay. Got you. Got you. Now, um, necessarily, um, how how soon uh, do you expect like the 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 book to get in everybody's hands? The can't when the campaign is pretty much done. Being it your first campaign, um, as far as the the next big thing is always fulfillment and getting it in everybody's hands. Uh, I'm I don't think I've read that part of the campaign to exactly. When you, when you're looking to get this book in everybody's uh in everybody's mailboxes pretty soon, I'm looking to fulfill the campaign in April of 2023. I set out for like a year to account for certain issues because I have spoken to other creators prior to launching, and I see they had uh, issues with fulfillment, mm-hmm. whether personal, family, or uh, problems with the printer, and I'm trying to account for all that. Mm-hmm. I want to say, oh, we're coming out in six months and then six months pass and no one has a book right that could because i'm a first-time creator that could potentially damage um backers trust in me mm-hmm. that i always had in my the back of my mind it's true it's true um it, if you could tell us like who are the collaborators that basically helped you put this book together like uh who who were the line artists who were the colorists uh did, did, did anybody help you edit edit this book in, in the long run Yes, I had two people edit the book, Piper Steve, who worked on a book called Paragon, Wings of the Falcon, as well as a friend of mine by the name of D.B. Fastbinder, who is the writer and creator of, I forgot what the name of his book was, Storm Wizard? Mm-hmm. Uh, Magpie Wizard. Magpie yes, Wizard. Wizard. Yeah, sorry, I forgot the name for a second. He's a creator of Magpie Wizard. The art... The artist on my book is by the name of Jan Apple. She's the one who did all the art that you saw in the campaign. Ah, okay. And she also, if we reach the second stretch goal funding, she will also be the colorist. Okay, so so right now it's basically in line art and it's pretty much going to be in the black and white form. And yeah. and basically once you, if you were to hit the stretch goals, you you're actually going to bring out a color edition. Yes. Well, yes. The only issue is that it'll take more on the production time. I mean, I will have to extend the fulfillment date back a bit. Okay. So, 
Now I've I've heard that name before, Jan Apple. What what else has uh, has she has she done lately? Um, she's done um, she's done other uh, manga, online web comics. Okay. In the past, as well as like individual personal pieces for other creators as well. Got you. Okay. Um, what would you say? Um, how would you say you um being this is your first campaign and your first comic, how would you say that the indie community has received you? Oh, uh, they have received me greatly. I have I was able to build my repertoire with them and they in turn helped me get my product out there. I've been invited on shows. Mm-hmm. I asked to come on shows. I've been boosted other creators who I network with. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty very friendly with the comics community. Got you. Now, was this like always like, like uh, always pretty much like a goal that you that you were going to like reach out to um, anybody like before you actually like put the book out? Was there like a, a handful of people that you knew if you needed like uh, help putting the book together as far as like any ideas, any aspects uh, how how the campaign was going to work when you first put it out there? Was there anybody in particular that just like went above and beyond to help you put this out? Uh, yes, multiple people. Um, I, I can only give you their screen because I can't give you their real ones. They're very hey, private. No uh, worries. Telepathic Bunny, Micah Curtis, Daniel Parker, and numerous others. I'm blanking on. Alice I, I I on the Farm, Black Rose Comics. Mm, okay. And numerous other people that helped me. It was always my goal to kind of build a like a relationship with them prior to launching my comic, so I can account for certain things, and I could like like prevent other mistakes that previous creators have done. Right. As well as potential, as well as try to set my own campaign and the pricing of it. This is true. This is true. Um, w- would you say, I guess, um, essentially like being how your first one out the gate, pretty much being a horror comic, is there any other genres that you would see yourself tackling in the future? Um, yes, I do see myself tackling other genres, but that's like way down the line where mm-hmm. I'm more established as not just a indie comic creator, but as a writer as well. Okay. okay. Would you say that there's like any a, any right now that you would be like, yeah, one day I would like to do that? Um, I would like to do like a comedy. Okay. If possible, but um, my brand of humor tends to be really messed up, so I need to get used to other types of humor. Okay. I'm more of a dark type of person. Is there a certain like book that basically like kind of like charges that inspiration to do something like that? Is there any any in particular like I would like to do a book like this? Like in terms of a dark comedy like type <laughs> of book, I would want to there was a uh, anime that I watched that's one of my favorites. It's called Goku Dolls or the Backstreet Girls. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. It is so funny. Because it's basically about three Yakuza brothers being turned into, being medically turned 
surgically and medically turned into women in order to like repay they repair repay their boss, their yakuza boss, and they have to become idols in order to, to not die. Oh my god! <laughs> so basically, is either you become idols or you die. What? <laughs> it's, so, it's so stupid. It's on Netflix. You gotta check it out. It's called Backstreet Girls. Or yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm a I'm gonna watch that as soon as I leave here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to figure that out. So they 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 medically so so basically they they turn transgender in order to do that. Um, they're kind of yes, they're not technically trans. Yes, they know they're not technically trans, but okay. they're forced to become women in order to appease their boss. <laughs> and he asked for that. No, he told them that either you become idols or I kill you then and there. That's literally the first episode. Damn. Okay. <laughs> that's that's super interesting. I mean, uh, to be honest, I mean, the thing about comics is the weirder the better. So, like, uh, generally, like somebody just spewing like an idea out of head out of the head that might be insanely crazy to to one person might be like, yo, this is the dopest thing ever to another. <laughs> yeah. So um, generally, uh, as far as the book is concerned, what would you say the uh, like, have you given anybody like sneak peeks and what has been their reception of it? Yes, I give some of my friends sneak peeks and they love what they're seeing. One of them even like read the script and he just, he loved the, he loved my script. Nice, nice. So uh, as of right now, I believe, uh, the last time I looked at it, I think you had you had you definitely had 161 backers. You're almost at like six grand as far as uh, your campaign goal. And what is it? There's four days left. Are are you looking to extend it, or are you just going to stick to that four days and just see what happens? Um, I might just look at. Uh, might just keep at the four to see what happens. Okay. That to um, you know, in demand. Definitely. So as, as, if everybody's pretty much getting the books and books in their hands, quote unquote, April 2023, when would you expect to release possibly the next campaign for issue two? After fulfillment. Oh, right after fulfillment. OK. Yes. Gotcha. I've seen way too many cases of creators literally opening another campaign while one is still being fulfilled or just started the process of fulfillment. And a lot of people don't like that. Right, right. No, that's true. Now, are you looking to basically like stick to the same the same artist? Everybody that's basically helped you put this book together is going to help you on the next one? Yes. Good. Very good. Very good. So um, as, as far as like any type of um any type of like backstory um as to how Alethea has come to be this musician that's basically battling gods and goddesses uh do do we see i guess like uh pretty much is there is there a chance that we see in this book or better yet maybe a book down the line where we see why she's turned turned herself into this way of life um, yes, you do see that eventually. Okay. Good. Good. So, I mean, it, in, in the 
biggest part I would I would say um there's there's definitely a a void in this type of writing because you don't see this too often and there's not a lot of people making this type of book. So when when I first read the summary and I'm thinking, okay, Jim and Hallgrams, Lovecraftian, uh, definitely dives into the fact of where pop culture has definitely played this heavily construed influence on on the world. And it has that like like that little like subtext underneath based on that. There's so many layers to this. Was that how it was planned out or was it like a new idea just popped in your head? And then another new idea just popped in your head. Be like, oh, I'm just going to just like add all this together. Um, I originally was, I originally took the concept of God's pop stars from a book called The Wicked and the Vine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, went to my, I I liked it when it first came out, but as, I, as the years went by, I kind of started to hate it. I realized that I liked the um, character designs more than the story itself. It felt like it felt like wasted potential. Plus, the characters weren't very likable. Mm-hmm. Was a huge problem with that comic. So I wanted to take that concept and put my own spin on it, and I decided to do like kind of like a magical girl story because I always wanted to do magical girls. That's my one of my favorite things. Got you. Now, as far as like uh, heavily influenced female anime characters, who would you say are the top three that influenced you? Um, for Alethea, Ryoko Montoy from Kill a Kill, if you're familiar with that. I am. Okay, cool. And Kaine from Near Replicant, if you're familiar with her. I have heard of the story. I have not watched it. Okay, go ahead. Look up near replicant Kaine. It pretty much would that one video would just describe her entire character. Okay, got you. Those are the three characters that kind of inspired Althea, as well as a bit of Cassie Hack. Mm, okay, yeah, th- that you spoke on earlier. So, yeah. so now as far as like her, I mean, Althea is pretty much. By, isn't necessarily by herself in this. Like the, there is the rest of the band, right? Is is there anybody basically teaming up with her through this story? Yes, she um gains uh, the help from other people, specifically magical girls named after different goddesses from different pantheons. I can give you. There's two that are, are almost finalized. Mm-hmm. One is named Aja, who is named after the Yoruba goddess of the forest and animals. Okay. She is based on the music genre Afro Soul. Her oh, power, wow, okay. Yeah, her powers are tied to nature and animals. So when she sings, she can draw animals to her and have her have them fight on her behalf. Got you. So like how because of all these references towards gods and goddesses, how big of an influence aside from anime has mythology played in your life? A huge influence. I originally got into mythology through, like, with most of everybody, uh, Greek mythology. Right. Then I kind of, like, started looking up YouTube videos, looking up stuff about different gods and goddesses of different pantheons. Mm -hmm. I Persona 4 Golden, which heavily tackled Japanese and Shinto gods. Mm -hmm. Wow. So so pretty much... 
this was always the goal. Like it was, it was pretty much uh, written in the stars that you were going to push for a lot of uh, this to be influenced by mythology, anime, Lovecraft, and just like pretty much molded into your own type of story. Yep. Definitely. All right. But Serena, I appreciate you doing this with me. Um, so in the next four days, the campaign is done. Uh, we will be looking to get the book into our hands as far as next year, uh, April of 2023. And I congratulate you. It's, it looks like a, definitely the campaign has succeeded its goal. So congrats on that. And I appreciate you doing this with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once again, four days left. So go out there, Magic Girl Media, Serena Sanchez, Black Rhapsody, on Indiegogo right now. Um, this is James Grandmaster Grandmaster Facts Boyce, Serena Sanchez, and we are out.